Hello and welcome. You are listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. We really hope that you enjoy and benefit from this episode. So, hello folks, and welcome to yet another episode from the Sales Chat Show, saleschatshow.com, driving your sales forward, the Sales Chat Show posse in the Sales Chat Show studio, so it's all very Sales Chat Showy. Mr. Graham Jones, Mr. Phil Jessen, and I am Simon Hazeldean. This episode is entitled, Why What You Think Customers Want From Salespeople May Be Wrong. And this was inspired by a conversation we were having over lunch. Uh, Mr. Jones is uh, lectures, indeed runs, um, a business program. What's your program you run, Graham? Are you, <laughs> Are you talking English? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm attempting to. Your, your academic remit is enlightened. I'm the program director for the business enterprise degree at the University of Buckingham. Wowzers, I would have never got that right. I should have just handed straight over to you <laughs> rather than blathering on like I did. Um, this, was a, this was an exercise Graham was running with some of your students. Some students, yeah. And we thought this would be an interesting little little episode to share with you fine folks out there in sales chat show listener land. Some of them, of course, may be listening because this podcast is on their things of, that they should be doing. You better be on best behaviour. So I'd better not mention any of them by name <laughs> um, because otherwise they'll tell me off when I see yes. them. Um, <laughs> but actually I was doing a standard business exercise with them called the Diamond Nine. And I don't know if uh, you've ever done a Diamond Nine before, but a diamond, if you think of the shape diamond, yes. yeah, so as in, you know, a diamond on a playing card. Yep. Uh, so uh, you put nine sheets of paper in a diamond formation. So okay. at the top you have one sheet of paper, then beneath it you have two, then beneath that you have three, then beneath that another two, and then beneath that another one. And so you've ended up with nine sheets of paper in gotcha. a diamond formation. The pinnacle of this diamond the very top is the most important thing the next two on the next line are second and third and then fourth fifth and sixth on the middle line and then seventh and eighth on the bottom line of two and then the very bottom is the ninth the least important thing okay so what you're doing is you're trying to create this diamond shape out of various things so you're ranking them and saying you know this is the most important and these these are the middle ones are kind of equally important but they're slightly you know one the one on the left is a bit more important than the one in the middle and so on but they're relatively equal importance and then the one at the bottom is really kind of not as important so this task was to our students to work out what they thought made a good salesperson. What were the characteristics that made a good salesperson? And so I split them into groups and asked them to to come up with lots of different ideas. And they had post-it notes which they were sticking on the wall. And every time they thought of an idea, you know, they'd put it on the wall. And they ended up with something like 40 or 50 different post-it notes on the wall. And then I said, okay, your group now has got to work out what you think the, the nine, top nine are. And then we'll put them on sheets of paper and then you're going to arrange them in this diamond nine formation. So they went off and they did this exercise and they eventually all agreed what they thought their 
top nine were and they'd ranked them. And so I've got two different groups and they've got some similar things and some slightly different things. But there were two key things that they had in their Diamond Nine. One was rapport and empathy with the person you're selling Mm -hmm. to and the other was product knowledge. Did you really know what you were talking about kind of thing? And they thought a salesperson really had to know what they were talking about. And so they'd agreed where they where they were, and both groups had got rapport, kind of an empathy, kind of second or third, kind of in that second line. And then I said, right, now what I want you to do is go out, go into town and start talking to people and ask them what they think makes a good salesperson. And they all came back, having spoken to however many people they've managed to speak to, and they rearranged their diamond nine. Ah, and okay. they put rapport and empathy number one. And were these interviews with sort of members of the public? Yeah, effectively. Some of them would have been students, some of them would yeah. have been lecturers, some of them could have been Oh randoms random you, people who they met, you know, in the area around the campus. So Yeah, that's because I guess those would normally they may be therefore what we might call B to C. They could have been, Folks, yeah. yeah. But the, the aim was to kind of, because they're business students, they're going to be seeing the role of the salesperson in a different way to, yes. you know, even other students at the university who mm. are just seeing it as somebody's trying to sell me something. Yeah. And yeah, the feedback. So even they, as students, had worked out that rapport and empathy was an important part of the sales process, and a salesperson had to have good empathy. But when they spoke to the public, as it were, they came back and re-evaluated their Diamond 9 and moved things around, and both groups put rapport and empathy right up the top. Well, that's interesting if, you, um, if you're if you listening to an episode in our back catalogue of um, why most salespeople get their introductions wrong. I think that would be, you know, that would be very uh, relevant, wouldn't it, to that to that comment. I'm just interested. I saw a little piece of the reason I was asking about B2C. I saw a little piece of B2B research that buyers said that what they wanted was professional competence first, and then they wanted sort of the personality of yeah. the person, which is sort of the other way around. But I think that's two diff- slightly, different slightly different things. Yeah. So I think. If you have that rapport and empathy, it's probably easier for you to demonstrate your professional competence. But I think what the research was saying is you've got to know your stuff. Yeah, it's not just enough to be a you know a nice friendly sort of person. So it's very similar to research I read, or must be a good five years ago now, where they looked at the world's top one hundred brands, and they'd asked people in the sales teams in those brands why do people buy your product. So, you know, whoever it is, whatever company it was, they've got, you know, a well-known brand, they've got a sales team selling their product all around the world, and they've got to come up with the five reasons why people bought their product. So presumably, you don't get to be one of the world's top 100 brands without being good, and presumably, therefore, that means you get lots of sales, and presumably, therefore, you know why people buy your products. So they had to come up with five reasons. What the researchers also did was to go to their customers and ask them for the five reasons why they bought those products. And then they saw if there was any match between them. And this study showed there was a 98% mismatch. Yes. So, right. so the reasons that the top 100 brands, and these are the best businesses in the world, the reasons they thought people were buying from them were completely different from the reasons that their customers were actually buying from them. Oh dear, I think we're back to a familiar sales chat show theme of understanding your customer, understanding and ask, your customer. asking them. So yeah. this Diamond 9 exercise 
you can do this in your office. You can get your sales team to do it. You can do yeah. it yourself. You can work out what you think. You know, why does that customer? What are the nine problems that customer's got? What are the nine things that we can that we do well for that customer? It doesn't matter what it is that you kind of rearrange these in your priority, and then you go and ask them to do the same thing, and then you can see how close you were. I think you can also be also take that excellent question of yours and be very specific i you know what do customers want from this particular product yeah. or what do customers want from our conference um, and again use that yeah. two-stage two exercise to That's evaluate the, fa- the fascinating part for me is is the graham's students in this case or it could be your sales team or your marketing department or whoever then going out and seeing how your viewpoint matches up with the customer viewpoint yeah. and it sounds like you know there were probably a couple of surprises what else what else was in the say the sort of top half of the diamond in terms product, of what the product knowledge product knowledge know your stuff yeah. yeah yeah you've got to know your stuff it's no good being a salesperson who doesn't know what they're talking about so you've yeah. got to understand your product but no, it wasn't just product knowledge as such it's kind of the application of that product so how would that product fit in my situation yeah. So it's not just knowing the technical details of whatever it is you're selling, but the application of whatever it is that you're selling. So not like if you're in the IT industry, speeds and feeds. Yes, you've got to know the speeds and feeds, but how are those relevant and applicable yeah. to the to the customer? So what that, what that means is product knowledge from the customer's viewpoint, and that means, oh dear, you've got to understand your customer. Where, where did, this keeps coming round in circles, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, so your product knowledge is based upon do you understand your customer's these yeah. customers get requirement. Weird, I know. If it weren't for them, it would be really easy, <laughs> wouldn't so, it? So much easier. Yeah. Well, last night I was watching. I was catching up actually with the latest episode of the Apprentice TV show here, the UK version. I know. <laughs> I know it airs elsewhere, and I, 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 I don't. I don't actually know why I watch it because it dry. It drives me crazy, yeah. and I think you know, not no well, you good. Need, you need to know what goes on when you're on it. <laughs> I shall never grace it with my bra- apprentice. The what legend. Was, what was what was what was wonderful to see, but agonising was how they both in this particular exercise they both went in to see the relevant customers they were going to be working with, with massive preconceptions about what they were going to offer, and both of them painfully found out the customers wanted something entirely different. And one team then came out and just force-fitted what they were going to do anyway into what the customer. And of course, you know what happens. It was a, just a veritable road traffic accident of, of but it's, uh, but there it's, are, but the simple thing that you know we're talking here about you know the the how you get things wrong. What I don't understand about that program is these are all young people. Yes, they don't appear to have looked the customer up on the internet. Yeah, well, yeah I th- they I could have found out. To be what fair, the, I, I what think, these people were like. Yeah. Just by looking them up. Well, I think maybe they're not allowed to on the program. I don't, I don't I don't know. But what they definitely always do is start talking about what they're offering before they start yeah. talking about the customer, which is just a classic. But that's so fascinating about the the top 100 brands have not very much idea of why no. they're the top 100 brands. Mm. That is why? actually quite terrifying, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. That really is. So if they're doing really well and not knowing, think how well they would do if they did. Yeah, well, on another Sales Chat Show episode, we talked about the importance of win-loss reviews. You know, if you win, asking the customer why it was that you won, religiously doing it all the time. If you lose, asking the questions. And 
And if you want to know your differentiator, I think we talked about this on another episode, why why you're different, go and ask your existing customers. And sometimes, I've had this so many times, be prepared to be a bit disappointed that it's not the sexy, amazing stuff in your product or service that you thought it was. It might sometimes be something that you think is quite mundane but is very very important to the customer well so some of our listeners will know that the three of us spend some of our time as professional speakers indeed and uh, in my role uh, asking uh, people who book professional speakers what's the number one reason they book particular speakers and then you ask speakers why do you think you get booked and the speakers think they get booked because they are fantastic on the stage because uh, they are ooze charisma from the platform because they have the most amazing stage show that really engages with people and yet when you ask conference organizers of all sizes whether they're organizing a small conference or a large conference the number one reason they book a speaker is because they're easy to work with they answer their phone, they answer their emails in the same day, um, and if I book them for half an hour, they do half an hour, and if I book them for an hour, they do an hour, um, and they don't cause me any hassle, they don't ask for anything special, they just turn up, do the job, and go away. In other words, it's, do you make their life easy as the booker? Are you seeing it from their perspective? And all the time we come back to this, that if you don't do it from their perspective and see it from their perspective, you're gonna have a mismatch. But also, just to pick up on your speaker analogy, customers' needs change. And we've all had many occasions where we've been booked for an event, and timing is very important at events so as not to overrun, particularly we've got lots of people. And they'll say, can you do 45 minutes or can we have 40 minutes? And we've all had the experience where something goes wrong on the agenda and their need suddenly changes and they'll go, can you do 30 minutes? Or if they book you for 30 minutes, can you now do 45? So again, customers' needs change over time and as a professional speaker you have to respond in the moment to that change of requirement i know not many people listening in will be professional speakers but it's the same principle customers needs change the economy changes a new product comes out the competitors do something something else happens the organization acquires someone or you know downsizes or discards part of his organization so it's this constant understanding i think of what is important to customers i think that the the diamond nine exercise would be a great one for lots of organizations to do and i'm just visualizing having the couple of your favorite customers in one room doing their diamond nine and your sales team in the other and then bringing the two groups together that would probably be a bit of a shocker for for some of the for some of the salespeople. we could also imagine it being done at a conference where you've got the, a group of customers in a syndicate room doing yeah. the same exercise as the sales team in the conference environment, yeah, and then they come wheeling in it's, with the it's, it's a right lovely. answer, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, you'll probably get some of the salespeople who would then be going, well, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah. you must have given them different instructions. Yeah, that's yeah. that. That they can't want that, can they? No, you you don't want that. You want this. Well, I'm really sorry. I'm the customer. You know, that's. Uh, I think it was. I think it was Bill Gates who said. It may not be Bill Gates. I think it was who said. The most important person is the customer because he can sack everybody from the CEO downwards just by taking his business yep. business somewhere else. So I think maybe action points from this this episode, folks, is to. 
Do your diamond nine. Do as Graham described that exercise. What do you think the nine most important things that your customer yeah. maybe wants from you? What are the most important problems, challenges the customers face? And then go and check to see how close your yeah. understanding is to that of your customers. Um, um, I would I would anticipate be prepared to be a bit surprised, yeah. particularly if you're one of the top hundred brands apparently in the UK. Oh, sorry, in the world. In the world, top hundred yeah. brands in the UK. That's quite. For me, that's the most scary thought. Yeah. The, the, the top 100 brands, very mismatched between why people were buying them and why they thought, yeah. they were, thought they were buying them. Not sure what their marketing teams are doing then in terms of understanding customer needs. But that's, yeah. a, that's, a that's another story altogether. That's a conversation for another that's time. That's for the marketing chat show, not the sales no, chat show. Yes, yes. Well, like we <laughs> won't go there. We're not clever enough to do all that marketing <laughs> stuff, are we? Uh, Mr. Jess and Mr. Jones, any, any closing thoughts, any comments? Just one from it. In his introduction to this, you know, Graham invited us to imagine the diamond as a, as a playing card or similar to what's on a mm. playing card. And it just, I went off on one slightly, just imagining the... Um, the, the, the little sort of metaphor around that really about imagining that you are looking at the customer with four or five playing cards in their hand you've got no idea what they are yeah. you need to find out what's in the customer's hand uh, as opposed to second guessing it or even worse ignoring it yeah just ask don't assumptions are yeah. are the death of so many sales and and probably companies as well businesses and yeah, you might be going looking to solve a problem that doesn't exist. You think the customer's got a problem. Customers don't think it's a problem. You know? yep. it's, um, they do. Graham, you're the originator of this, uh, or the initiator of this episode. Any closing thoughts from you, sir? No, I, d I would just do your Diamond 9 before I expand it to a Diamond 18 to get even more detail. So get on with it. <laughs> so do it now. And if any of Graham's students are listening in, thank you so much for your work and effort on this exercise, which um, stimulated, a, a hopefully, a great exercise for our listeners oh, to Don't, don't to mention through. them. They'll ask for royalties now. <laughs> thank you to the students for, for lending Graham today. Yeah. <laughs> we will, we will return him in good order. We thank you for Back letting, to the library. Thank you for letting us have Professor Jones. Bless us. Bless us with his presence. We are not worthy, are we, <laughs> Mr. Jesson? So it's been Graham Jones. Professor. No, he's not really a professor, but we just call him Professor. Professor Graham Jones, Phil Jesson, and um, I'm. Well, if you're uh, Professor. Where are you? If you're Professor, I'm going to be double, triple Professor, uh, <laughs> which is. is is a bit laughable, really. So, folks, thank you for listening. Saleschatshow.com. Uh, 100-plus episodes now on the website or from wherever you get your podcasts. We're available on, uh, as far as we are aware, all of the significant major podcast platforms. So just put in Sales Chat Show and you'll find all the back catalogue of episodes. Just want to wish you good luck and good selling, folks. have been listening to an episode of the sales chat show to stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success please visit saleschatshow.com thank you very much for listening to this episode and from everyone here at the sales chat show we'd like to wish you good luck and good selling <laughs>